So welcome to the first Talking Tech podcast. My name is Dennis Jones, and I'm going to take you on a journey through people's lives and the technology they use, whether that is good or bad. Uh, Today, I'm talking to Jack Simmons, someone that I have known for around six years now. Um, I think originally Jack and I bonded over a mobile phone, which sounds quite bizarre, but I will get him to talk about that story at some point, I'm sure. So Jack, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as Dennis said, I've known him for about six years. I'm 24. I grew up in South Wales, but I live in Birmingham now. Uh, and even though I did do journalism at uni, I'm now a pub manager. Do you think you'd ever go back to doing um, right? I mean, I remember you being an absolutely brilliant writer. Is that something you'd, you'd go back to doing at some point in the future? I think so. I think like, I mean, we won't get all political on the tech podcast, but I think with the way the world is going, uh, I think I might have to look into it. But I did, I tried to do some like, I think with writing and stuff, it's just trying to find the time um, and like a cause or a passion to write about. And I think there's been so much kind of negativity and stuff in, in the news and the, like, you know, in the world that it's hard to sit down and go, oh, this is something I really like when you're just kind of surrounded. But I think once I find something that I'm passionate about or the door opens for me to be able to express myself in that way, then I feel like I, I probably would go back to it. And, and in regards to working in a pub, you must have a lot of technology that's involved with, with that. I mean, I'm 38. So when I first started going to pubs, it was almost like the dial up tills and things they had where it was, it was, you know, there was no technology involved at all. So how does tech impact your actual job that you're doing now as a pub manager? I mean, I can, I can do my job without it. Um, all our tills are like linked up to one big system, which is linked to like the banking and you know security and everything it's all like kind of one big system um so we've had moments where like if that system goes down the pub you know you can't access the tills you can't access anything and you're just like you know it's such a fundamental part of my job you know even if it is it's got the tech side to it but there's also like the kind of manual side to it and it's like yeah i could still pull points but i can't process it you know it's one can't exist without the other basically and it's like the other day i went to work and it was like last Sunday, I was supposed to be doing like three till close or, or whatever. And I went in and as I was walking past the door, I was like, oh, it's really dark in there. And I thought it's 3 p.m. Like it's not that my eyes haven't adjusted or anything. And I walk in and then the only thing we had was one till, one TV and our Christmas lights in one plug socket. The rest was completely out of order. Like so we had no front of house, no back of house. It was just, yeah, that, that was a pure example of this. Like one thing goes wrong, that's it. Like one tech goes down you're done you know well i mean i've already mentioned how we first bonded over a mobile phone can you remember much about that and what how that happened i remember i do remember i remember the conversation because i remember i remember where we were but i can't remember the exact but then we bonded over the music publication i used to have yeah Um, i used to run with a dear friend of mine matt turner but he's doing his own thing he's smashing it um and that was kind of our original, you know, that's, that's how our friendship kind of developed from that. But I remember the, the original point was, was about a phone and then we got talking about games and then here we are like six years later and look at us now. It's, um, it, it doesn't actually feel like six years, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I, I know I haven't met up with you many times since then, but we, we're always there like on Instagram and, yeah, you know, just saying, you know, hello to each other. And that's one way in which I guess technology can keep people together, isn't it? Yeah, so you've that's, got... that's a good social side of social media you know because there are like there are positives there are negatives and I, I do want to get into it i'm excited to get into it in regards to technology um you know one of the things i wanted to ask and it's quite an open-ended question so feel free to answer this in you know however way you you feel but like what what does technology mean to you you know when you think of technology what are the things that spring to your mind i think in our society now it's like a blessing and a curse like we're kind of as we were just saying, like we're blessed to be able to have points of contact just in our hands, like, you know, iPhones and Androids and everything like that. Like you can literally just have two buttons and then we can just chat, you know, this is easy as that you could, you know, people on different sides of the world or whatever, like stuff like, I was going to say Skype, but RIP, you know, Zoom has obviously taken over now and people kind of, it's, it's just so easy to keep in contact. But then I think there's also negative sides of technology where, you know, as you were saying, like when you, when you started going to pub, like it was all dial up and stuff. And that was like a, a more simple time, even though it wasn't like, obviously these things were developing, 
Um, obviously, I wasn't around, you know, that long ago, but those things are developing. But obviously, you know, decades ago, like stuff like, you know, like nuclear weapons and things like that, that's like an opposite ends of technology where it's like, oh, you know, but I think what we have, like in terms of just accessible technology to just normal people, I think is, is astonishing. We, I was in work the other day and um, this manager I work with, she's really, really, really deaf. Um, and she said about the new AirPods Pro and I didn't realize they had the, they had the noise cancelling thing, which I know is a lot of, a lot of things do nowadays, but they also have like a noise amplification thing. So you press the one button and it pressurizes your ear. So it's, it's just proper, like tight, you can't hear anything. And then the second setting, it like just opens it up. And it's honestly like, I've never had anything like it. Like I was, oh my God, I can literally just hear everything. Like incredible. <laughs> The stuff like that, you, you know, and she's like, oh, well, I use them as like, you know, hearing aids and work, you know, because otherwise I can't do my job. And I'm like, man, like, that's insane, you know, to think that somebody's come up with that to be, able, you know, obviously, like, I guess if it's noise amplification, that technology already exists, but somebody's obviously developed that to just everyday use. It, it's life changing for many people, isn't it? I mean, because I, I keep going back to when I was younger and I think this is one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast because I, I can look at things from when I was say sort of like 20 and, and remember the sort of tech I had then. I mean, for me, it was a, a mobile phone that you couldn't text from, you could only call from and it had like, you know, games like Snake and things like that on it. Oh mate, shout out to Snake. <laughs> Absolutely shout out to Snake, you know. Um, and, and so, but you look at things nowadays, and like you're saying, you know, the, these um, devices that can actually change the way people live their lives. And it's incredible to think that we've come so far as a society that we're able to produce these things and someone can buy it. And, you know, like your colleague does, goes to work, can hear much more clearly about what's going on around them. And do, a, do their job. Like we've had busy days. I, I kind of in the same similar situation, just not as, not as severe, where it's, we've had hundreds of people at the bar obviously this was pre-coronavirus and uh everyone's talking over topping you and you're just like and i rely a lot on lip reading you know so it's something simple like that when she showed me i was like, oh my god like i said to my i said to my girlfriend i said i, I really should get just invest in a pair you know of these like they, they could help and i think that's it, the fact that i could just like leave my flat walk two minutes down the street go into apple and buy a pair and i'm and yeah. it would help a lot i think that's i think that's a beautiful thing I mean, if, if you were to stand up and walk out of your, your house right now and pack a bag full of items, how many, what sort of tech items would you be taking with you in that bag? Oh, that's tough, man. <laughs> I didn't say it would be easy. <laughs> no, it never is, mate. Um, well, I'd probably, I, I'd probably ha I'd have to take my phone because as much as, you know, people, people say they're you know, slaves to it and can't exist without it, it's like, well, I can you know, if, if somebody needs to get hold of me, I think I was watching a thing. I think Casey Neistat said something similar. I said, he said like, he's aiming to live a life on his bucket list or something. It's to be able to live a life with no keys, no wallet and no phone. And he said that he's got the no keys thing down. Oh no, the no wallet thing down, the no keys he's working on. But he said, like, I think he said a similar thing. I like, can tell he can just like, you know, like if I was to get hold of you, you know, I didn't have to text you like that. Then that's the point. I wouldn't take a phone, but, I definitely, I take a phone because then I've got like Spotify and stuff on there. Um, and I listen to music anytime I'm not working or in free time. If I was going somewhere I hadn't been before, I'd probably take like a, like a camera with me. Um, like a, I've been shooting a bit of disposable a lot well, over the last few months. So I'd probably take a disposable camera with me. I, I, I don't know. If I had a Switch, I'd probably take a Switch as well. Well, actually, no, I've got a Game Boy SP. <laughs> so I'd probably, I would probably take that actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back to the Isle of Wight next week. And my biggest problem is I've got a decent sized bag. But my biggest problem is deciding how many clothes I need compared to all the tech that I want to take with me, like a camera, my phone, tablet, laptop, work phone, just in case they need me, um, noise cancelling headphones, in-ear headphones. Um, literally, these are all the things that I would usually take with me yeah, yeah. to make sure I've got the right thing for the right opportunity. Um, I'm going to take my mini microphone with me just in case something comes up and I need to shoot something. Um, so it's a really difficult thing to, to think about what you're going to take with you because it does depend where you're going. Um, but also for me, I'm just really greedy and I'm thinking about every possible, possible scenario that I might come up with. Like this morning when I went to work, 
you know, my bag is sat right there next to me now and it's still jam packed with things, even wires I took with me just in case I needed them. Um, in, in regards to tech, I mean, I, I know that you're a brilliant photographer as well. You know, that's something that we oh, have. Yeah. And I've actually still got the photos I bought off you and I will never get rid of those. Oh, mate. <laughs> I love um, you so much. <laughs> I'm just wondering what piece of tech has been a, a great influence on in your life? Is there a certain piece of tech that has maybe changed the way you look at life or, or has, you know, given you confidence or has done something for you that, that makes you think of that in a different way. It can be anything from gaming to photography. I probably, well, those are probably the two things that would spring to mind. I think gaming has always been a, a big, big part of my life. Like ever since I was probably like five gaming quite, quite frequently. It's only really been since it's ironic ever since lockdown, I haven't really done it as much, but I think it's just, that it's a, for me, it's a way to unwind. And I think it's got that, I mean, not so much nowadays, but I think it was a very social aspect, especially like in school, like it was kind of like new Call of Duty would drop and everyone would be on it. So you kind of do your schoolwork, you come home, yeah. have your tea, and then you jump on card for hours. And then that's, that was just life. But I think as you get older, obviously your priority shift, you know, like I've just, I've moved flat, you know, and my job's a bit more demanding now. Like I've got bills to pay, I've got rent to pay, but I think like a constant is having, it's like, like today while I was waiting for you, um, sorry about that. I don't know who that was. Um, <laughs> I think like, while I was waiting today, I was just like, oh, do you know, what? I'm just going to like jump on PS4 for a bit, just to kill some time, you know. But I think I've, I've delved more into kind of single player aspect gaming in the last couple of years um, as opposed to multiplayer because I just, I don't know, it's changed a lot since, yeah, I, like I'm only 24, but I think get, like, multiplayer gaming has changed a lot. Like a good single player title, especially if it's very story driven based, like God of War. Mm. Um, or I finished Ghost of Tsushima the other day. I think those games you can you can proper invest in, and it's almost like a movie at your own pace. Because I, now I'm at the point where I can, I you know, I'm lucky to be able to. If a game does come out that I'm I'm really keen on, I'm like, okay, I can just I can commit to it. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously, like growing up and stuff, it was kind of like, oh, you know, you have to work for pocket money or like once like a birthday or something like that was game. Like that's when you would get games or whatever, but. Yeah, that's always been a, a, a big constant in my life. And I think I, I'm grateful for it because I think it opens a lot of other creative avenues. Well, you're talking about um, how multiplayer has changed. You're talking to someone that when he was younger, it was split screen. You'd have to connect your consoles up to play against your mate. Oh, dude, I, I had split screen. <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember split screen. I'm not that young. Like, you know, <laughs> I, God, I'm trying to, like, Goldeneye. There's a, there's, a bar, there's a bar in Birmingham called NQ64. Um, Sweet. I don't know if that, there's, there's a couple of dotted around the country or whatever. There's someone in like Manchester and stuff, and Kong, so it's that kind of thing. And uh, they got Goldeneye, and it's a lot. <laughs> to be fair, like when I played it, I hadn't played it in 15 years or something like that. But I remember at the time, you're like, dude, this is so sick. Like this is kind of like what the the new modern warfare is now. That cut you when you're younger, you're kind of like, this is this is incredible. But me playing it, I was like, oh, this is way more janky than what i remember you know but it's the nostalgia aspect is still there you're, you're kind of like oh this is cool man i tried playing it i think a couple of years ago and um it doesn't quite you know you, you've you've got that sort of memory of a game of how good it is and you go back yeah. and, play it and it's not quite it's not quite all there is it and um, it's it's one of the all-time classics and it's inspired a generation of of you know first person shooter type games but yeah it's like, it's like the kids who played those games have probably gone on to develop other shooter games and other kinds of co-op games and stuff and that so it yeah i stand by it i think gaming that's the biggest the biggest thing i was going to try and slide photography in there somewhere but i'm nowhere near as good at photography as i am gaming sometimes so <laughs> what was your first game in console i think link well link's awakening that's like the first proper proper game i remember playing yeah a couple of a couple of zelda games uh then there's like banjo kazooie like i used to be quite big on nintendo I just, well still am quite big on nintendo but all those old like, like Mario stuff to play when you're younger and then as I kind of got older it was like Metal Gear Solid, God of War which is also one of my favourite series of all time but yeah Zelda, Zelda that's always been a, a big constant for me and that's the reason oh my girlfriend wants to switch more to be fair uh, <laughs> but I need to play it because I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet and it's like literally rated the greatest game of all time and I'm sat here and I'm like how A why have I not played it B how have I not played it C I can't believe they're making a second one I still haven't played it I think it, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Zelda. What about you? I mean, I'm intrigued. Apart from Snake on, on your on your phone, like 
<laughs> my first console was a uh, master system um okay. yeah i got that for christmas one year so um before that i used to play like the tiger handheld games and things like that the little oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i used to play a lot of those i had some some like a vr type headset it wasn't actually vr but it was one that you could like um shoot down like these uh, missiles that come towards mm-hmm. you um but talking about breath of the world you know i'm quite ashamed to say that that was the first ever zelda game i played i'd never played the zelda. Uh, fair enough That's, yeah i think it's completely different to what from what I've from what I've seen and heard, like it's completely different to any of the other previous titles. I think it's way more kind of, you know, if Skyrim and Legend of Zelda spent the night together, that's kind of what <laughs> it would be like massively open world and you know, like possibilities are endless. Whereas I think I think the thing I liked about it, I, I like the puzzle aspect to it, you know, because kind of mirrors with like Tomb Raider and stuff like those kind of exploration puzzle games. They, they seem to be kind of my thing. Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest games I've ever played. Same for Mario Odyssey. Absolutely love the both of those uh, games. I, I haven't played. I, I don't know what the last Mario game I've probably played was. I'm ashamed to say it. I think probably Mario Kart's always been a bit of a standout. Like that's always just somebody, somebody will bash that out, you know. Um, and I've still got it, to be fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, do you think there are any, what sort of negatives are there that come from gaming? We've spoken about the positives, about how gaming makes us feel and how it, it can turn people into you know, give them careers. What what sort of negatives do you think come from gaming, if any? The communities, 100%. Like, I've been turned off. Well, I, I've been turned off personally playing games because of the community or the way, like, s- some instances have gone. I'm very kind of... I, I'm not one of these people that, like, one bad thing happens. It's like, oh, my God, dude, like, no way. It's, but I think one thing happens and it kind of sticks in my brain and I'm like, oh, do you know what? Like, I don't need to do this, you know? Like... Rainbow Six Siege, for example, like before it used to be you you win the games, I think you get like credits, you buy characters, you do different things. But I'd literally, my mate bought it for me for Christmas, I think, um, a couple of years ago, and you can only get like the recruit, like the basic dude. And I was like the first game on in a casual game, and I picked him because he was the only guy I could pick. And then everyone like, just voted to boot me like and I just got booted and I was like you're kidding me like really and then a message like you're throwing dude like you know you're trash like why would you pick I pick and I'm like really like and even like it, that's just me personally but like stuff like Overwatch as well like the kind of higher ranks you get into um like, like time diamond masters that stuff like people are very kind of set on what they know and what they like and how they want something to run and if it doesn't fall into their kind of agenda, that's it. Like you're just your public enemy number one. And I think the similar response with The Last of Us when that came out. But I remember reading like all the comments from people just saying it was like trash storyline and like certain characters they didn't like because of reason A and reason B. A lot of hateful, like very transphobic, like horrible comments are sent towards the developers and stuff. And it's like, man, like it is a video game mm. at the end of the day. Like people have worked years on these things just and just because like billy joe jackson from sunderland or something doesn't like it it's just gonna slag it off on the internet and you're just thinking man like it's just not worth it i think but the community in in terms of just social media in general i think people have their own kind of opinions obviously that twitter that's a whole whole other kettle of fish i'm gonna ask you some questions about social media in a minute but before i get to that I've got one really tough question to ask you. If someone came to you now and said they will buy you the PS5, um, 10 games for the PS5, the, the first 10 games that you want on launch, they'll give them to you straight away. Um, PlayStation Plus for, for a few years. Okay. Or, or a camera setup of your choice. So your ideal camera setup of your choice. Which one of those would you choose? Um, <laughs> I don't know. When you were saying that, my mind was just like, oh, probably the camera setup because it's like... <laughs> 10,000 times more expensive than what I had in mind. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably say the, the camera setup just because I think the, for the longevity of it, I think there's with the PS5 coming out, I think there's, there's certain titles that I really want to play more than others. I was saying to my girlfriend Zoe, I was like, Oh, should we get it on, on launch? And we were like, yeah, yeah, we can get it. That's cool. And then I was looking into it and I was like, well, that's actually not really anything I'd kind of want when it does come out or I was looking at the Canon, the 5D Mark IV or the 60. Um, but if somebody bought me like one of those, I think that would be incredible because 
it's more artistic expression, I think, in photography. And that, I think I could do more personal kind of pieces of art. Um, and we've, we've, we sort of spoke a little bit, or you spoke a little bit about Twitter just now. One of the things that I wanted to mention was, I saw something the other day where, where someone posted, um, with great technology comes great responsibility or something like that. And that, that made me think about the fact that we've got all these devices in our hands that are really powerful. Mm-hmm. But with that, we've got access to the whole of the world and people across the world. And you know, you, you get to see some of the things that people are saying on, on Twitter, or on Facebook, mm-hmm. and the way they're acting and behaving towards people. So what are your views on on the way that um, social media has changed humanity, whether it has or hasn't? What do you think? I think it's just made everyone lazy. Um, and I think I, I've probably, you know, I've probably confessed to some sins here, but I think I've probably been accustomed to it as well. Like you kind of think, you know, it's tough, man. There's times where you, you want to get in touch with someone if it's just like a catch up or whatever, but then life takes priority. So then you think, oh, well, it is so easy to get in touch with them. You know, I can, I can get in touch with them on Instagram or WhatsApp, I can text them, you know, or whatever, I could tweet them. Um, you've got all these avenues, but I don't think anyone like ever kind of really does it. it like, it's like they've got all these options here for so many different ways to get in touch with someone, but then sometimes they just choose not to. You know, it's like World Mental Health Day tomorrow. And I know like, you'll get the classic people being like, oh, like, you know, check up on your friends, you never know what someone's going through. But it's also like, but why don't you? You know, you can, but you choose not to, even though you have all these, these devices to be able to check in with people, but you just choose not to, you know? It's like, oh, well, I'll just go through TikTok instead. The process of being able to compose a message to someone, just being like, oh, how are you? How's your life? How's your family? How's your friends? Like, is job going okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that is just too, like such an into like a big 200 IQ move to, to do, you know, people, people like the accessibility and how easy it is to be able to just have things like that, you know? So, Oh, I'll download this app. Bam. I'll just do that. Oh, this is going to take, you know, on my internet is like one megabyte a second or something. Like I can't be bothered to do that. It's just like, as long as it's not quick and it's not easy, people don't care. Instantaneous gratification, basically. That's that's what it is. We all do it, don't we? You know, there, there are occasions where, you know, I've, I've put photos up online and I haven't gone looking for likes or anything, but I sit there and I think to myself, why well, have I put that photo up, you know? And yeah. then when I realise it's got likes, I'm like, I don't want to take that down now because like people have seen it, they'll wonder why I've taken it down. I think social media does play to the ego of us a lot of the yeah. time. People only kind of care about stuff on social media when it directly, like affects them i think that's, that's the thing i've noticed a lot lately um but i think that's the thing i've noticed lately it's, it's kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna use covid because obviously that's the, the biggest thing in everyone's lives at the moment um it's like even though that's so present so many people have been affected by it because it you know i get people in work come up to me and they're like oh well, do you know anyone who's had it and i'm like well yeah i do and they're like oh what really and i'm like yeah but just because you haven't got it and i haven't got it doesn't mean it's not a thing you know like I might just at the entire of America now because that's basically like where it comes from. But even people in the UK, it's like these stupid illegal raves. And I'm like, you kidding me? Like have some kind of common sense. But then you see them on that on social media and you're just like, I can't believe that this is happening. But it's also, you know, that it's been social media that's influenced this. One, one thing that I see through day to day, I work for, as you know, I work for a charity and um, I manage their social media and a lot of the time we have to do um, a plea with a, um, with a people that we look after um, need some essential items or they, uh, for example, we put a post up, well, I put a post up today asking for some gardening pots and other bits and pieces because mm. uh, I went and met this young man that had been homeless for five years and we took him in and since then he's turned his life around. And what I tend to find is, you know, posts like those and things like those get a really good um good feedback from from the community and a lot of people jump on that and want to help um and it does i do start questioning why people can't be like that with with absolutely everybody else online you know i don't think there's any need to be nasty with with other people i think you know just be kind Um, there's nothing wrong with having a joke and having a laugh with someone online but you know i think some people push it too far i think that's kind of like a good thing like i mean i mean you know me and well whoever this this they may not know me but I've always tried to be like a very kind of private person when it comes to social media because I just think sometimes I see stuff and I'm like, well, I don't care about that, you know? And, and I think, well, if I post something that I don't really care about, why would anyone else? I could never post on something like Instagram again or Twitter 
and it, I don't think it would bother me. I just don't have like a need for it. I know some people do have a need for it because their kind of jobs revolve like revolve around it. You know, like quote unquote influencers, you mm. know, like they're just like the worst kind of people, but their job is obviously to promote these things. And, you know, brands aren't going to pay, you know, brands aren't going to pay them to go door to door. Did you ever watch the documentary about uh, Firefest on Netflix? Oh, I watched it. I went out on an, <laughs> I do remember watching it. I went on a night out and I came back at like five o'clock in the morning and it, it, I think it had just come out in the UK because I think it came out in America first and then came yeah. out here. And I was just like, oh my God, that is a prime example of just being, having the wall pulled over your eyes. People were in just like tents on like, <laughs> like 20 foot cliff drops and people and like, oh, it's just fine. Like, you know, I can't remember. Was it like when the Kardashians or something? They yeah, up like they were paid to basically post about how brilliant the the festival was and to buy tickets, etc. And obviously, when you see people that you feel you can trust because you see them on your TV every day posting something, you're going to think it's legit. And I think that's one of the negatives of social media as well. You you can't always be sure who to trust. You know, whether they're actually um, being paid to say something or whether it's in a, a legitimate review. I've seen tweets from people you know, over my life. And I'm just like, well, that's not actually what you think. And that's not what you're like in real life. And I know that, but you've just got this persona on the internet because you know other people don't know you. So it's like, oh, I'll just like, I'll fabricate this kind of perception of who I am. But you've got the people on the, the sidelines just being like, well, wait a minute, no. <laughs> and that's probably the same with that fire Festival. It's probably like all the organizers obviously knew what they were getting into, right? And they obviously paid these influencers or whatever to promote it, knowing full well, knowing what they were doing was wrong, but still going ahead of it. And I think it's, I think it's just disgusting. It's just lying. And that's all it is. But I think because you're on the internet, you can just get away with it. Well, I think what social media does is because, you know, we, we've all, um, personally, I've suffered mental health issues in my life. I, I know everybody has. Um, but what social media does is, is it does give people the chance to, to build the life that they want. You know, it becomes a dream world for them which I don't always blame them for doing that because it's escapism, isn't it? We all want to, you know, we all want to have this, this perfect life or this like idea that, that we're doing well and we want others to think that we are. And social media gives people the chance to maybe, um, you know, pretend they're something that they're not. And that all comes, I think, from a feeling of, of not having a feeling of self-worth. And it, it just makes me feel sad that people do that. That's, that's what that show Catfish is about, isn't it? She obviously made up this fake thing. Neve is it he went he goes obviously finds out it's fake but then now they're like friends and obviously he's he's got quite successful of it I'm not saying that it wasn't justified obviously like what happened to him sucked right but you no know, like I do I do get that that escapism but I think there's a difference between escapism and just straight up kind of lies um so you know do you know I mean I'd love a Tesla right I think I, I can't drive but I, I think they'd be sick to have but I wouldn't lie about having it you know but I know some people go to like great lengths to kind of give the impression that they have these things. They'll, they'll take like stock in, images off the internet. And I think it, uh, that, I think that is a thing with technology nowadays is it, it's like, I could just do that, you know, but I might do it as like some kind of social experiment thing and then write about it, sell it to someone. <laughs> and then that's my journalism breakthrough. Going back on what I said, everything's just so easy now. It's like, I could just do that. Like I'd have to teach myself how to do it, but anyone could do it. And that's, that's why these, these things happen, you know? And it's, it's like, oh, this person's like giving the impression they're like a millionaire in Las Vegas, but there's just some, some dude in basement in like France. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, social media is an odd one, mate. That's that's the I'm kind of, I'm blessed because you know like I, I have met people through there who you know I, I may not have met in real life. You know whether that's worked out good or bad, but you know more more good. Like you know people be bonded over social media and stuff. But I think it definitely does. There's more drawbacks to it, and I think the older I get and the more I kind of become a bit more aware of the world and the people living in it and kind of in my life I kind of think man it's just not it's just not worth it like <laughs> I agree and and like thinking about if you could bin one piece of technology forever or 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 it could be something it could be a social media something to do with social media uh, so when it comes to tech what if you could bin something and it gets destroyed and never seen ever again what would that be <laughs> There's a, do you want like a, like a normal answer or just like Let's have a normal answer. answer. Oh, okay. Normal answer, I'd probably say... It's a, it's a really tricky one. It's tough, mate. I know. It is tough. For, for me, personally, I would have been Twitter. Um, I was, see, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be like, 
I've already I've already bragged Twitter. Like, I don't just go back on it and be like, oh yeah, do you know what? Like, actually, yeah. I was trying to think of something else because I want a bit bit of diversity. Like, um, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, and this is like really mean, all right, but probably those you know the Hoovers that just kind of have like sensors and stuff, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of just go at like zero point zero zero one miles an hour, and they just kind yeah. of go around and just pick up those. Yeah. Like, really like <laughs> yeah I, no, I would never ever buy one of those i've got i've got everything i need to sweep up after me and they if i ever buy one of those right then just just put me in like just throw me in the sea like <laughs> i'll make sure i'll keep an eye on yeah. that and what do you think so thinking about the future what do you think uh the future of tech would will look like you know what can we what will we see in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I've already referenced the fact that when I was young, we didn't have smartphones and, you know, the, the, there was no online for gaming and, oh, computers were slow as anything. We had dial-up, that horrible noise that we had to log on with. Um, so, you know, and in the, sorry, my th- in the 22 years since I was 16, you know, so much has happened. What do you think will happen in the next 10, 20 or 30 years? Well, I'm going to Uno reverse you here, Matt. I'm going to say, did, did, living in the time period now, when you were younger, did you think that society and technology would be this way it is now? Or, you know, because I know, like, back to future and stuff, obviously, like, we don't have, like, shirts that, like, shrink up to our sides or, like, shoes that kind of lace themselves. But, you know, like, what the technology we've got now, could you ever imagine having that when you were, like, younger? I, well, I loved um, a program called Tomorrow's World where I started believing that the future was going to be full of these wonderful things and obviously you know back to the future uh, a film that i used to watch and i wanted the hoverboard and but oh, did i ever I think, like, I did I ever think i'd have a phone that i could like it scans my face and i've got all the pictures that i need and it, it, it's my music player and it it you know it, it does video it does photos and no i didn't not not for a single second um that's a really good question actually i'm glad you asked me because <laughs> When, when I was sort of like, I remember when I got my first desktop PC um, and looking back at it now, you know, it took 10 minutes to boot up, um, two or three minutes to actually load an application, couldn't run games on it. And then by that point, you would have just given up and been like, oh, I'm just going to go to the pub or something. Like. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, you know, I, I would sometimes, like when I got a better computer, I'd be sat there, you know, looking for, for, for things online when it was like the, the early days of, 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 you know, the web sort of like around 22 years ago when it was becoming um, more prominent in, in the country. Um, but I would, I would be online and suddenly you'd hear the click noise as it cuts off because my mum's picked the phone up downstairs, you know? Um, so I'm grateful for all the things that we've got, but I didn't think that we would be where we are now. But definitely coming back to you, where will we be? It, let's go for 20 years. Where do you think we'll be in 20 years' time? Probably, I don't know, as a society, we'll probably be like the, the civilization in Wally, just like, get everything like AI to do everything for us um but I think in terms of things like I'd like to see I'm gonna bend the question a bit because that's just what I do I'm just chaotic energy like I'd love it don't worry I think, I think stuff that I would like to see I think stuff like you know this this is like a big if and it obviously I don't think it would happen but stuff like time travel like time tourism I think I read I read something on on that the other week um I think stuff like that would be cool. Like if you, if you had an opportunity to go back to like a time period, mm-hmm. for, even if it was like 12 hours or something, um, I think that, that, that would be insane, you know? And then I think like if you did have a set period on it, it, you couldn't have any kind of massive ramifications for it. Like you can, you know, tell your great, great, great granddad not to, you know, beat your grandmother or whatever. Like, and then you kind of history's erased. I think if you had like just a set path, like it's like, oh, you can, you can do like five things in like you know i don't know i don't know i don't even know what time period i go back to like but you know you say if you if you went back to like victorian london or something you like you can do the five things or whatever like you know that will be cool and then you get sent back but i think the thing that i picture seeing in in our lifetime is like the printing of like 3d organs mm. not the 3d printing of organs like i think because obviously that's a thing now not with organs, like, but you know, people can three D print cars. You know, and they can print every bit off, and like, it may not work like a normal car, but the structure is there, like the the foundations are there. It's just kind of prosthetic limbs. That's a similar thing in retrospect, like, but 
I think if you could print like if somebody has like a heart transplant or whatever, you could 3D print like a healthy heart, kind of make it work in a way. I think that would be that's what I kind of would like to see in my lifetime. And that's kind of how I don't I don't imagine technology will kind of develop so much in the next kind of 50 years um, in terms of massive technological progress. Um, but I think that is kind of a, a, a sensible um, goal. We're already on uh, on the cusp of having um, self-driving cars, the Tesla ones, aren't they? Some of them are self-driving, and yeah, yeah. they're not supposed to be like for long-distance journeys or anything. No, no, no. Is that <laughs> is that something that you see happening soon, or something that you think will improve over the years? Um, I mean, yes and no. I think I, I mean I personally don't have the need for them, and I think they they strike me as just you know that you see these things and you think that that just looks wrong. That shouldn't work. Mm. but it does you know like i think if you were doing like some kind of massive long road trip like from like the west coast to the east coast or whatever then yeah i could get it but if you're in like some country lane in like Granog or something like in wales you'd be like no there's no way that would work because that's just way too dangerous but uh, i think the self the self-parking thing maybe i could get because you know computers work out all these angles and stuff like i don't know how to parallel park but you know can't be that difficult like um. <laughs> well i'm sat on a chair with wheels right now and if i try parallel parking i'd probably fall over so yeah don't worry i'm just as bad i don't know i think i think trains seem to be the the thing that is going to develop the most in terms of accessible transport you know that they're, they're thinking of building like a mega train from like birmingham to to london um it's supposed to take like 40 minutes or something mm. um, but also they're doing the thing of doing like trains from london to amsterdam it takes like half hour you know trains from London to New York, like those kind of things. Um, that's kind of what I see happening more as opposed to whatever kind of weird dream Elon Musk has and he kind of just conjures something up in his <laughs> odd manner. But then I think to myself, as I was saying that, like with that London to New York thing, as soon as you can work out the pre- like maintaining the pressure of the ocean and just making sure you don't have any kind of like structural collapse or whatever, I think that opens like a whole other kettle of fish for stuff like underwater cities and stuff. Because obviously like, sea levels are rising like climate change is a very very real thing mm. um and obviously with that doomsday clock being like we have like yeah it's the closest it's been since the cold war i think so yeah i think under like underwater cities and stuff stuff like our bioshock rapture i think that would be that would be quite a cool thing um I, I think i read i think i saw a video on it a couple of years ago that i think if you could make it i think it was about 100 100 meters no 100 feet or 100 miles or something under the ocean it could work I think I've probably got that way wrong. But if you made it out of like Pyrex glass, mm. apparently Pyrex glass is like the strongest, like easily manufactured glass um, to be able to build these things. Which well, I think- apart from when I dropped my spaghetti bolognese the other week on the floor and it broke. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, I've done that. We've all been there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've just checked and it's 100 seconds to midnight at the moment. That's how close it is. So, yeah, it's... um. It's absolutely crazy. But I mean, with everything that's going on in the world, um, and, but if you, if you think about that, you know, if you think about this and, and going back to social media again and going back to technology, um, a lot of the problems that have been caused, in my opinion, in the world have come from technology and have come from people having perhaps too much access to information mm-hmm. and then people twisting information to cause like chaos within the world. If you look at stuff like... Um, Cambridge Analytica, the ones that were behind the... Oh, um, have you seen The Great Hack? Have you seen that? It's incredible, yes. Yeah, oh, mind-boggling. Oh, put me on it and we watched it and I was just like, mind-blown. You know, like those kind of... The, like the, the, the fact that they managed to go from like, you know, what kind of ham sandwich are you to, yeah. you know, what political uh, like figureheads are you willing to kill the most or something? Yeah. What? Like, hat, you know... But that's the thing, people, it's, it's easy to, like, you know, we're kind of going a bit full circle here, like, but that easy kind of thing, it's like, oh, do you know what, I will take, like, some stupid quiz to see what kind of salad I'm going to be today, <laughs> you know, and then that's how they kind of, yeah, you know, because then it's like, oh, well, I know this person likes this salad, so I, it may seem to be kind of, you know, susceptible to just answering stupid well, questions or ramp it up. Like, but. My phone knows more about me than my parents do. You know, my my phone, like all that data that's within that phone, you know, it knows more about me as a person than my parents do or my friends do or other members of my family do. Scary, mate. Honestly. So much. Scary. Absolutely. I think that kind of stands out. Something's just come back to 
came back to mind. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a couple of years ago, uh, the Mafia series. I don't mm. know if you've ever played it or whatever. Excuse me, the third one came out. And mm. I hadn't played it as of yet. I don't, I don't know. Just, I think we were at uni at the time or whatever. I played the, second, played the rest of them, but I hadn't played the third one. And I remember seeing that it came out on PlayStation Plus. It was like the free game for the month or something. And um, I remember seeing it. And I said to my mum, I was like, oh, I said, oh, this, this, this game's coming out for a series that I'm quite fond of. Um, it's called Mafia Theory, blah, blah, blah. I told her about it. And then I remember going back upstairs and opening my phone. And then I, I think I've watched YouTube or something like that. Mm. And the recommended videos was like Matthew three walkthrough, Matthew <laughs> uh, you know, Matthew three, Ooh, spoilers, like that kind of stuff. And I was thinking I'd never Googled that because I wouldn't have looked on it on YouTube. That's for sure. Because I'm the kind of person who I'd, I'd go look for something and I'd accidentally see something. I'm like, Oh no, dude, like I've yeah. done myself in like, but I remember seeing that and that, that was like such a menial thing, but it was, that was like a bit of a standout point for me. I was kind of like, oh, okay then. Yeah, it, I think, you know, the fact that our devices are always listening, um, everything we type into our device gets gets taken. And, you know, it, if some if someone had the ability to, to take, for example, if you think about um, if the president of the USA, I'm not necessarily talking about Trump, I'm talking about any of them, the amount of information that that phone has access to, if somebody could access that, maybe from a, um, a rogue nation or a rogue state or somebody that wants to get to the president, how much information they'd be able to access if they had the ability to get into that. It's fantastic. Information it's is power. That's all it is. Like, yeah. That's literally all it is. Like with Cummins over lockdown with that, you know, that whole scandal. Uh, he, he just got off. He had, all he had to do was take a bit of a grilling from some journalists like mm. in his backyard that he didn't really answer. Then, then that was it. He was just left over. But I was thinking the whole time, I was like, he obviously knows way more than he would ever let on about yeah. people that he would never kind of drop in it you know, like prime minister and probably his cabinet but that's to that like to that extent it's kind of like he you know that like like you said that well like i said it's information about he's got them in the palm of his hand mm. and that's it and then just master manipulator stuff you know but people are so easily willing to give up the data that it's just like it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, Spotify had some kind of promo thing for the Google Echo or Dot or something like that. Um, yeah, and, and people were just like, yeah, no, go on then, I'll, I'll have one. And those things definitely listen in, like Alexa and Nest. Oh, that was in the Nest. You know, the Echoes, everything like that. It all, it's, it's all in people's homes. People have so many of these devices that it's just kind of a, a hive kind of mind of just your own data absolutely i mean I, I i don't know how it happened but i went on to amazon a few weeks back because i'd been um speaking about buying some bits and pieces that i needed to get um and it had um it said don't forget these items when i got to the end of my sale and it was one of the items that i'd forgotten to buy that i, I knew i'd mentioned mm. and it might just be i'd never bought it before off amazon it might just be a coincidence but for me i was like something not quite right about that you know how how would it recommend a product that i hadn't even searched for i'd completely forgotten to look for it yeah absolutely crazy i'm, I'm going to move on to the last question if that's okay with you and it's quite an open-ended one that's all right because um, we've had a really good chat and i've really enjoyed listening to your your Mate, we need to definitely i need to be a, a regular feature on this thing. yes <laughs> we should do that we should definitely do that i agree it's a great idea um so i i it's quite open-ended and we have covered a lot of this already um so my final question was how do you view, uh, view the impact of modern day tech on humanity? Uh, do you think it's mostly positive, mostly negative or somewhere in between? So, you know, if you think about how things were, say, 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, how people were towards each other, do you think there's been um, a mostly positive or mostly negative impact? That could be from social media, from all sorts of tech. Talk freely, you know, make the most of that question. It's tough, man. Because I can't, I'm kind of, I'm not really decided on either. I think I've experienced more negative things within my kind of personal experience with it. Like I've, you know, you see people kind of get like cyber bullies and stuff on the internet, and that's mm. obviously like a negative thing. You know, people just get slandered, and obviously then quite harrowing. Like people, unfortunate things seem to happen to these people afterwards as a result of that. Um, I think I could. I'm big advocate for mental health and kind of working hard to do good look after each other and i think that's that's the thing I've, I've seen a lot is kind of people being made to feel a certain way well what what caroline flack did was was obviously wrong if she was ever found you know allegedly mm -hmm. it was wrong but the way people treated her on social media after that was repulsive yeah no person should ever go through that amount of abuse 
and people think, oh, it's okay. She's allegedly done this crime, so she she should be um, she should be judged by social media. And it's absolutely wrong that people have done that. No, just like go. You know, that's why they, that, if there's no need for like magistrates' court or like county courts or anything like that, then if there's no like if social media could do the job, then those places they would just cease to exist because it's just like oh well, you know, this person thinks this in in Liverpool, so and we're going to take their word for it when it's it's just not. You know, like I was saying about with gaming and in the communities, it's just like, it's just like a free fall because then it's easy for one person. Like if I saw you say something negative to someone about, I don't know, something justifiably negative, then it could be easy for me to just pick up my phone and just kind of agree with you on it and just add kind of fuel to the fire. Um, so that, that I think that aspect is a bit, just uh, doesn't, doesn't sit right with me, mate. Honestly, like stuff like Instagram and people kind of being like slagged off and stuff on there. Um, yeah, not not necessarily just like normal people, but like celebrities and stuff. Well, it, no, actually, normal people as well. Like people just made to feel like they just don't matter, you know, because this kind of group of people or whatever they feel the type of way, um, and then that's just how it is. But I think that there is positive things about technology. There's a question more technology or social media based because I'm going I'm going to switch up to technology. <laughs> um, I think what exists in the world at this current point is a mix of good and bad but i think it's how you use that technology yeah. that determines whether it's good or bad i think like without getting too kind of philosophical is i think what makes someone evil or something evil is the ability to do good but not the choosing not to um and i think with social media and technology and stuff it, there's a lot of kind of it is kind of judge jury execution it's like you you do have the ability to make positive changes in life you know like some incredible companies out there like i'm gonna shout out heads above the waves because the stuff that they do is is incredible like they're a massive um they do a lot for people who suffer from self-harm depression um and like i know they do workshops and they've got all these positive things and like nurture message and stuff and that 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 is that's technology being used for a good thing and that's kind of a social media presence being used for a good thing and they're good people as well um but i think on the other opposite end of the scale there's like these cut like these companies and they're not necessarily just they don't usually do these things for a reason but it was like there was a i'm not going to say the name because i don't want you to get sued like there was a company and they put something up about black history month um i don't know if you've seen it um but they basically i'll send you the link later but they basically was just like oh here's these workouts or whatever it was called like 12 uh, slave or something you, you know what right. yeah. yeah yeah and i just saw that and i was just like are you kidding me are you kidding me somebody's drafted that it's gone through because these things it's never just one person yeah. it's just like a, it's usually like a team of people with these things so it's just gone through them and then they've gone yeah all right then and then i remember seeing that and there was, there was an obvious outrage about it and it was completely justified because that was it was disgusting to read like yeah um, but that was obviously a thing that it you know obviously companies and stuff can be can be political and can be vocal about these things like i said i think it's important for them to be i think it's more a case of if they if you if you don't speak up, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, they obviously don't care. Or when you do speak up, it's for clout. Some stupid like that. Um, but like I said, it's, it's about having this technology to be able to do the right thing with it. And I think because technology is developing in terms of accessibility, um, there, there's no, it's, there's, I don't think there's any excuse to not, um, just not do the right thing. Just be, just don't be an idiot. Be nice to people. Like, um, but there, there is one bit of technology actually I, want, I do want to talk about that I saw the other day. Um, it's this, it's, I can't, oh, for the life of me, mate, I can't remember the actual name of it. It's a, it's a Netflix documentary and it's the name of, she's a firefighter basically in the US. Um, and I think it's called, it's basically like for people who have heroin overdoses, right? And it's kind of this inhaler, like respiratory mask that you basically, when somebody's having an overdose, you basically put it on them and all it does is make them like profusely sick for like five minutes straight, basically. And ultimately like saves their life. And I think to me, that's like the most incredible piece of technology that I've heard about in years. You yeah. know, I think, I think, it, I think it's called Narcon. I think that, I think that's the name of it. I can't, I can't remember the name of the woman, but she's basically a firefighter and she wants to kind of push it into all the, all the, the police force and hospitals and stuff like that. I think oh, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, but, I was reading about it and people said that it was, people said it's like the worst feeling in the world that like people would rather kind of suffer with these horrible things as a, before they do that. Um, but 
I think not necessarily technology isn't kind of, I think people think of it as how they can connect with people quicker and faster and, and what can do what. But I think something, technology is just, it's core, it's just simple things that you just wouldn't think of. No, the invention of the wheel. Whoever invented that, where would we be today? You know? Absolutely. Well, I think, I think, I think we can both agree that, you know, um, technology, which, in whichever form it comes, um, it can be good, but it can also be manipulated. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not always easy to to um, know when it's being manipulated. And at the same time, you know, I think I can wholeheartedly agree about the mental health issues that come with social media and technology. Um, I follow someone on social media called Cupcakes and Anxiety. She's a mental health campaigner and she's absolutely wonderful. Um, so if anyone listens to this, I highly recommend you go and search her out because she's she's really good. She really gets positive messages out. She gets people talking about their experiences, etc. And it's you know it's it's good to see these things on social media because everybody needs to know that they're not alone. Um, and what with it being um, you know uh, World Mental Health Day tomorrow, is it? You I believe it's I believe it's tomorrow. So tomorrow we're talking about the tenth tomorrow, I think, isn't it? So yeah, it's it's you know it's an important thing that everybody um, realizes they're not alone and you know, um, yes, technology can cause issues. Um, and yes, social media can make you feel like you're alone, but genuinely you're not. Um, if anyone ever wants to contact me on social media, I'm at it's Denjo. Um, you know, I've suffered mental health issues as well. Um, and I'm more than happy to have someone come into my DMs and if they need to talk, I'll be there. Um, so I think um, we've covered a hell of a lot on today's talk. Um, some some really interesting conversations. Um, I've really, really enjoyed chatting with you, mate. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a long time coming today. We've had to push it back a couple of times just because life is the way it is. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, it's been grand, mate, honestly. Um, maybe, maybe we can do some special editions, maybe about maybe occasional ones about gaming. Um, that'd be, honestly, that'd be, that'd be grand. Talk about the latest games and things that fits in well with what the podcast is about as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been and, a pleasure. Um, I look forward to welcoming you on again in the future. Mm-hmm.